Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 969, and we're looking at Mark chapter 9, verses 43 through 50. Let's read our passage. And if your hand causes you to fall away, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go into hell, the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to fall away, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to fall away, gouge it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt should lose its flavor, how can you season it? Have salt among yourselves, and be at peace with one another. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark is giving this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus. He began with the Galilean ministry. Jesus traveling through Galilee, teaching, healing, casting out demons, encountering religious leaders who were very critical of him. He went into some of the Gentile areas. We saw the disciples struggling with who Jesus is. And then finally we got Peter's confession, you are the Christ. Then the transfiguration where he's revealed as the Son of God. And we're back in Galilee, and it's a period of specific teaching for the disciples. He's not traveling around healing people and teaching the masses. He's spending the time with the disciples. And it's all about discipleship, how to be a disciple. He's really been talking about this attitude toward one another, humility towards one another, acceptance toward one another. Remember, it began with this problem of them arguing amongst themselves over who is going to be the greatest. So we pick it up now in Mark chapter 9, verse 43. Jesus says, And if your hand causes you to fall away, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell, the unquenchable fire. So he says enter life. He's talking about eternal life. He has these three specific examples of dealing with sin, where you cut off your hand, cut off your foot, gouge out your eye because they're causing you to sin. And he always says it's better to enter life. Or in the third one, he says, enter the kingdom of God versus the alternative to go to hell. So enter life is referring to eternal life, kingdom of God. Now, hell, the Greek word here is Gehenna, and it comes from the Hebrew Valley of Hinnon. Valley Hinnon is a, a valley southwest of Jerusalem. In times prior to the nation of Israel, it was a site of child sacrifice to the pagan god Molech. And then later in the history of Israel, when there were some of their dark periods, some of the Israelites picked up the practice of child sacrifice, specifically there in the Valley of Hinnon. When Josiah became king and was carrying out all these reforms and trying to get rid of the pagan worship, he desecrated the site. That's in 2 Kings 23.10. Now, how do you desecrate a site that's being used by pagans? Well, you fill it with filth, with garbage and dead bodies, dead animal carcasses, 
that is how he desecrated it. And, and ever since then, it had been a site of uh, a dump for garbage, for sewage. And often there would be just ongoing fire there. Just a really nasty place. And it became symbolic of their understanding of hell. So Gehenna refers to the Valley of Hinnon, but it's also used symbolically to refer to hell. And so what Jesus is saying here is it's better to maim yourself and have eternal life versus have your whole body and go to hell. Now you notice verse 44 is missing here. Most modern translations leave it out because basically verses 44 and 46 are repetitions of verse 48. And the earliest manuscripts don't have 44 and 46. And so it's believed those were later editions just repeating what's said in verse 48. Verse 45. And if your foot causes you to fall away, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. Very similar thing. Here the problem is your foot. Your foot is causing you to sin. Then get rid of it. And then verse 47. And if your eye causes you to fall away, gouge it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. So the eye now is the offending thing. And here he specifically says, instead of enter life, to enter the kingdom of God. Now, what's going on here? Is he telling us to cut your foot off, cut your hand off, gouge your eye out? No. This is hyperbolic language. This is hyperbole. This is extreme language. He's making a point. It's so extreme. And then, well, the problem is we recognize it's hyperbole. We then tend to maybe ignore it and say, that's not what he really means. Well, he does mean this is important. That's why he's using such extreme language. This is a big deal. Sin is a big deal. And you've got to do whatever it takes to deal with sin. There's areas of your life that are caught up in sin. Purge those areas from your life. It, deal with the sin very dramatically if necessary. Now, he's not calling for self-mutilation, but he is making this point. This is a big deal. That's why he uses such extreme language. Purge the things from your life that cause you to sin. So, verse 48 says, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. This is elaborating on this idea of hell, Gehenna. This is a quote from Isaiah 66. In fact, this is the last words of the book of Isaiah. Because it's talking about the judgment on the nations. Isaiah 66, verse 24, as they leave they will see the dead bodies of those who've rebelled against me. For their worm will never die, their fire will never go out, and they will be a horror to all humanity. So there it's talking about judgment, and that those who follow God, as, as they leave from this event, they will see the judgment that's been rendered upon those who oppose God, and see their dead bodies and being eaten by worms in a place of fire. So that's where this idea of the worm that doesn't die, the fire that is not quenched. And here, fire and the worm are symbolic of destruction. 
verse 49, for everyone will be salted with fire. Now, issue here is using fire in a different way. Salt is for purification. You salt meat to keep it from decaying. And fire can be used to purify things, to kill the germs on it, to purify metal from with impurities in it. So salt and fire here are being used as symbols of purification. And we're saying everyone be salted with fire. He's basically saying his followers, he's already talked about this, will face persecution, but it's going to purify them. It's going to deal with the impurities in their life, which is the sin he's been talking about. Deal with the sin in your life, and the difficulties you face in life are going to help you deal with the things in your life, the impurities in your life. So there's going to be a purification process brought about by the persecution and the hard times. Verse 50, salt is good, but if the salt should lose its flavor, how can you season it? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with one another. So when we think salt, we think a container of salt you buy in the grocery store is pure salt. Their salt wasn't pure salt. It had a lot of stuff in it that wasn't salt. And so if it ever got exposed to moisture, the salt in it, the sodium chloride, could dissolve. And you're left with all the other stuff that's not salt. This is where we see language like if the salt loses its saltiness. And so if the sodium chloride has dissolved from this salt mixture, then it's no longer good for what you wanted it for, either for adding flavor or for be using for purification, for salting down meat. So if the salt should lose its flavor, how could you season it? The point there is if the actual salt in this substance is dissolved away, it's no longer good anymore. It's not good for seasoning and you can't do anything to make it better. Have salt among yourselves. Other places he, he talks about being salt in the world, adding a purification aspect to the world, adding some flavor to the world. And here, do that amongst yourselves and be at peace with one another. This wraps up chapter 9, which is this chapter on discipleship. Where did it begin? They entered Capernaum and Jesus says, what were you guys talking about? And they didn't want to tell him because they had been arguing amongst themselves about who was the greatest. And that began this dissertation of discipleship. And most of it has to do with dealing with one another. Have humility towards one another. Be servants toward one another. Care for one another. And he's summing it up now with this have salt amongst yourselves. Be salt to one another and be at peace with one another. So this is wrapping up this chapter of discipleship. And the biggest thing of discipleship were some issues of sin and dealing with sin, both sin in yourself, sin in your own life, sin in others' lives. But the big thing that really comes out is how you deal with one another. So this is the end of the discipleship chapter. Next, we're going to start into chapter 10, which is beginning the journey to Jerusalem. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.